thankful for you guys to be here. Very thankful for myself. I'm glad that I came to church this morning. And uh, God is good. God is good. Romans chapter number 7. Romans chapter 7. We'll talk about the ministry of the law. And uh, there's couple things that we'll talk about this morning about the law and how it still has a ministry today uh, just because the law, we don't follow necessarily the law as far as, uh, as, as they did at this time or they did before salvation. Uh, this is something that we can learn from the law uh, being conquered uh, Bible tells us in, in scripture we've been talking about Jesus conquered the law <clears throat> but he didn't do away with the law the law's still there and we can learn from it there's there's still a ministry that the law has and I would like to speak to you this morning on the ministry that the law has the law is dead what is good uh, what is good what good is the law if we don't need it anymore? was kind of the question that these people were raising to Paul. What, what good is it, this law, if it's not good, if, if we don't need it anymore, this law that's done away with, the law that Christ conquered, the law that, that is here? Why, why do we even need the law? And Paul begins to, he gives this, these verse number 7 through verse number 13, he tells them <coughs> why the law is important, why it still has a ministry. So if you will, get your Bible open to Romans 7. If you can stand, if you will, let's stand out of respect to reading God's Word, and we'll read in verse number 7. Verse 7 says, What shall we then, what shall we say then, sorry, what shall we say then, this is question, is the law sin? Now, Paul is referencing the law because he's just got done talking about the law and how the law was conquered by Christ and how Christ conquered the law. And so he's, he's asking the question, if you remember just a couple chapters back, he said, what shall we say? Shall we live in sin? He says, God forbid. And so he's asking them this same question about the law. Verse 7, God forbid is the law sin? God forbid, nay, I had not known sin but by the law. For I had not known lust, except the law had said, thou shalt not covet. But sin taken occasion by commandment, wrought in me all manner of concupiscence, for without the law sin was dead. For I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. And the commandment which was ordained to life I found to be unto death. For sin, taken occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it slew me. Wherefore, the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just, and good. Was then that which is good made death unto me? God forbid. But sin, that it might appear sin, working death in me by that which is good, that sin by commandment might become exceedingly Exceeding sinful. You say, well, I did not understand any of what we just read. I'm going to try my best to, to explain it to you how Paul has given it to us. Let's pray. 
Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for all the work and the preparation that's went into today. I pray that you'll bless those that are here. I pray for that you'll bless those that are not here for whatever reason it may be, Lord. I pray that you'd work in their hearts. Lord, I pray that you would <coughs> work in every one of us this morning. Work in me this morning. Give me the words to say and the ability to say it. Lord, help, uh, help me this morning preach with clarity of mind. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. Just give you a couple of thoughts. Number one just as way of it, the sermon here, number one, is the law reveals sin. What does the law do? The ministry of the law is it reveals to us what is right and what is wrong. Number one, the law reveals sin. But look in verse number seven. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. No. Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law. So he, he tells us here that the law was given to us that it would, might reveal to us wrong or it might reveal to us sin. It might reveal to us what is right and what is wrong. I was, I was talking to a young man one time and he was, uh, he was taking philosophy uh, at a college and, his, and his, his, uh, for his doctorate, uh, doctor he had to do a thesis on uh, moral authority. What is the moral authority? And uh, what is that? And I was talking to him about that. You know, what, what we live here in America today, we live, uh, and, and I believe that the reason the, some of the sin that's going on and some of the things that are being accepted and some of the things that should never be accepted have been accepted is because there's no moral authority. You say, what do you mean by that? There's nothing that tells them what is right and nothing that tells them what is wrong. You say, well, we do have something that tells us what is right and wrong. That is correct. We have the Bible. But a lot of people don't base their belief on the Bible. So you and I may have the belief of the Bible, so it tells us what's right and what is wrong. And Paul is just telling us it reveals to us when wrong is taking place. It reveals to us the sin that is in this world. We need the Bible to be a revealer of sin to correct, uh, the, Bible, the Bible teaches us that's what it's for, <coughs> to reveal sin, to reveal sin. How did I know what I was doing was wrong? Because the Bible told me so. He said in verse 7, he said, I had not known sin, but by what? The law. The law taught me that I was sinning, or there was such thing as sin. The Bible says in Romans chapter number 3 in verse 20, he says, by the law, the knowledge of sin. By the law came the knowledge of sin. Many people sin and don't even know it because they don't know what the Bible has to say. The Bible says in Romans, and I'm not being critical of those that may not know the Bible, and, but we are ever learning. We ought to learn more and more about the Bible, and so it will begin to shape our life. We won't know it's sin unless we read it in the Bible. Romans chapter 4 and verse 15 says, where there is no law, there is no transgression. That means if there's not law, then there's no transgression. What does that mean if I'm on, a, if I'm on the, the, uh, the, the, the highway and there's not a speed limit sign posted, I can just go whatever I want, right? I can just drive whatever and the speed I want, how fast I want. There's, no, I, there's nothing telling me what, how fast I ought to go. 
That's not what that's saying. Where there is no law, there is no transgression. That's what this is saying. They don't know it's wrong if it's not posted. They don't know it's wrong if the Bible hasn't told them it's wrong. Look, the Bible should be our guide for everyday life. We should not twist the Bible to make it say what we want to say. And we shouldn't twist the Bible to say or cut things out of the Bible that we don't like. Well, I don't like how it says this, so I'm going to take this out. It's not that important. That's what, it, that what, that's what has taken place in, in society today. They think the Bible ought to be corrected. And they take things out of the Bible. And they put things in there they think it ought to be. But the law reveals to us sin. And so let the Bible be your guide. Let it be the, the instruction manual as you live your life so that it will reveal to me if it is right and wrong. <coughs> so still to this day, the Bible and the law has a ministry, and that ministry is to reveal to us right and wrong. Well, why do you believe like that? Well, why do you think, why do you believe like that? Well, I believe like that because the Bible has told me to do that. I'm going to read to you a scripture text. If you want to turn there with me, you're more than welcome to, but keep it there in Romans. James chapter number 1. James chapter number 1 and verse number 22, he says, he says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Verse 25, But whoso looketh into a glass, into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of his work, and the man shall be blessed in his deed. You say, what did that say? That means this, the Bible is a picture, the Bible is a mirror. And when we look in a mirror, I don't know about you, but when I had hair, I used to fix my hair in front of my mirror, right? Did you, do you fix your hair before you, go, uh, before you get in front of that mirror? No, you get in front of that mirror and you fix your hair because there's a certain place you need that hair to lay. And there's a certain way that you want it to lay. And you use a mirror to guide the way you look. Some of you should have looked at a mirror this morning. But it's to guide you the way that you look. And so Paul, Paul, James says in 122 verse through verse 25, he tells us that the law is like a mirror. And so when we look at a mirror and we see something that we don't like, what do you do? Do you adjust it or does that, it'll, it'll come off later? Is that how you treat your, yourself? When you look at that mirror and you see something off, you immediately adjust it. You immediately fix it because you know it shouldn't be there. And the law is given to us so that it will reveal to us if something is wrong, we need to adjust it. <coughs> it is important that we allow the law to adjust our lives. That's what the law is for. So the law is not dead. The law, as far as it applying, it still has a ministry. <clears throat> Look in verse number 7 as well. He says, But by the law, for I had not known lust, except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. He said, I didn't know that it was against the law for me to covet until the Bible, or me to lust until the Bible says, Thou shalt not covet. He didn't use, he didn't use this, this sin 
murdering and stealing. He used the word, he used a, a sin that is something that is inside that thou shalt not covet. Because I believe this is more so than anything, we deal with sin on the inside. The things that we deal with right here. Coveting is not something you run around saying, man, uh, you know, it's, an, it's not necessarily an outward motion. It's an inward thought as you scroll on the internet or you look at things as you drive. Well, I want that and I want that and I got to get that and I got to get this. Hey, that's coveting. That's coveting and that's sin and it's wrong. And, but Paul says, I didn't know that it was sin and I didn't know it was wrong until the Bible told me. It needs to be dealt with just as we ought to deal with. In Mark chapter 10, there's a rich young ruler that comes to the Lord. And he says, hey, I want to go to heaven. Jesus, well, well, have you uh, you've kept the law? Your whole, oh, yes, I have kept the law. Every bit of it. I've not murdered, I've not stolen, I've not told lies. I've, I've kept all of it. Jesus revealed to him, you have not, sir. Because then he says to him, he said, hey, what you need to do is sell all you got and come follow me, and then you can go to heaven. And the young man goes, I ain't doing it. You say, why? Because those riches and those, those possessions, are those things that he coveted after, it revealed to him sin, but he didn't want it. The sin that has been revealed to you, you ought to get right. The sin that's been revealed to this preacher, I ought to get right. Make sure that I don't have sin in my life. Make sure that I'm right with the Lord. He rejected God instead of accepting God, instead of uh, allowing the Bible to be a mirror and adjusting his life. So number one is the law reveals sin. But number two, the law kills. In Romans chapter 6 and verse number 23, he says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That the wage of sin, our sin, causes us to die. You say, well, how does that make the law? How does the law kill? Because the law reveals to us sin. And when the law reveals to us sin, what does that make us? One sin. If you steal something, you're a thief. <coughs> if you kill somebody, you're a murderer. If you do one sin, you're a sinner. And so the law reveals to us our sin. And so because the law reveals to us our sin, the law kills. Paul used this, used to, be a Pharisee. Did you know that? He used to be a Pharisee and know all the ins and outs of obeying the law before salvation. And before salvation, because of sin, I, and because of my sin, I then understood that I needed a sinner. I needed a Savior. But until I understood that I was a sinner, guess what I couldn't do? I couldn't accept that I needed a Savior. Look in verse number 9. He says, for I was alive without the law once. He was talking about his former life, what he used to be, the, the Pharisee. I used to know all my life about the law. But when the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. And the commandment which was ordained to life, I found to be unto death. Everything I tried to do would never get me that life eternal that he, he wanted, the life eternal that would only come by the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse number 12 Wherefore, the law, or verse number 11, sorry, for sin taking occasion by commandment deceived me, and by it it slew me. 
So the law was telling him that, that he was wrong and the law was telling him that he was a sinner and the law was telling him that if he doesn't get right, he'll go to hell. And so it slew him and so he had to die. That's what the law revealed to him. But I'm here to tell you this, that as, as long as I live and as long as we are, guess what? The law is still the same. It reveals to us our sin, which reveals to us that without Christ, where would we go when we die? Where the law tells us we'll go without Christ. Where the law says we'll go without Christ, and that's hell. Bible says in Romans chapter number 8 and verse number 7, the carnal mind is death. The carnal mind, verse number 10, it tells us that it reveals to us that we're a sinner. And we cannot listen. The law cannot and will never give life. Never. You can't go to the law you can't go to the Old Testament. You can't go to the Ten Commandments and get life. No, there was only one person who came to give life, and that was Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ said, I've come to get that they might have life, and they have it more abundantly. And he came that we might would have life. Not the law did not come to give life. Jesus came to give life, and he conquered the law. He fulfilled the law, and the law still reveals to us what is right and what is wrong, and it reveals to us because of our sin, we then have a payment that has to be made, and that payment is Jesus Christ, nothing more, nothing less, and that's why he says in Romans chapter 6 verse 23, for the wages of sin is death. What is that death? That's eternal damnation. What is that death? You will die and go to hell, but the gift of God, what is that gift? That gift when Jesus came and he lived on this earth that we might have life and we have, might have it more abundantly. And that life was given so that you and I could go to heaven. And that, that gift is eternal life. And what's eternal life? Well, I'm glad you asked. Eternal life is forever life. You'll never die. And it's the only way that you can get it is the rest of that verse says through Jesus Christ our Lord. You're not going to get it because you're a good person. You're not going to be you're not going to get it because you're a member of Mid County Baptist Church. You're not going to get it because you've been dunked in the water. You're going to get it because of Jesus Christ. He came to fulfill the law. Not do away with it. Because the law still reveals to us that we're sinners, and without Christ it's the answer for the law. Verse number 12, wherefore the law is what? Holy. Holy. So number one, law reveals sin. Number two, law kills. And lastly, number, number three, the law shows the sinfulness of man. Look in verse number 12. He says, wherefore the law is what? Holy. Holy. And the commandment, holy and just and good. So what is the law? The law is holy. What is the law? It's just. What is the law? It's good. And so as we look at this scripture and we look at the Bible and we look what God has given us, this Bible is good. This Bible is just. This Bible is holy. And that's what has been given to us. 
How do I know what's right and wrong? Right here. Hang all the law. Here it is. This scripture was given to us to reveal that we're sinners. Was given to us that we would reveal to us that, hey, the law kills and without, it reveals to us sin. We need an answer for salvation. But not only that, but it reveals to us the sinfulness of man. Do you know the best way to know the sinfulness of man? is to look at the most righteous thing you have. You want to know how sinful you are? Just start reading that. And it will reveal to you every dirty little secret that you thought you were hiding from your parents. Every dirty secret you thought no one knew about, it reveals to you that. Because look, in verse number 13, he tells us, what? Was then that which is good made death unto me? What was that good? That was the law. Was it made death unto me? He says, God forbid, but sin, that it might appear working death in me by that which is good, that sin by commandment, by the commandment, might become exceeding sinful. You know, the, the most difficult cars to keep clean are white and black. Because dirt will get on that white, and you won't even know that it's there. But if you can take and wash one strip down your white vehicle, and it will reveal to you that that vehicle is dirty. The Bible is our guide so that when we get saved, it then can reveal to us how dirty our lives really are. Because there's things that we do that we ought not to do, and the Bible tells us not to. There are places you go you should never go because the Bible tells you not to. There are things you look at with your God-given eyeballs that you look at that you should never look at because the Bible tells you so. There's things that you drink that you should never drink because the Bible tells me so. Well, why do you, why would you? Because it wants to, God gave us this law to reveal to us how sinful I really am. I want you to, you know what, you know what happens to us? I'm just about done. Do you know what happens to us, though? We sit there in our seat, and we start gauging ourselves and measuring ourselves based on what our brother does or what our sister does. Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not that bad. Well, you know, compared to them, I, I'm not that bad. But I want you to take the measuring stick and get it off the friend and get it off the family member and stick it on God. Now where do you measure? That's where I measure too. <laughs> where do you? Where do you stack up? To be honest with you, I'm sinful. Yeah, you're the preacher. I'm sinful. I'm a wicked sinner. That's what I am. 
but I'm not measuring to you. I'm measuring myself to God. Because this law is perfect, just, and good. And it reveals to us how sinful we are. And I'm done. But you will, look, look, you'll never do anything for God if you think you're good. I don't need him. I don't need his help. Look down at your nose at everybody. Did you see where they were at last night? Did you see what they were doing? Because you're so concerned about what everybody else is doing and not concerned about yourself. Quit, quit gauging your life based on someone else. Engage your life next to God and see how you stack up. The law reveals sin. Hey, look. <clears throat> when I get a bill in the mail that I don't agree with, I don't chase down my mailman and beat him up. <laughs> I take it up with the person 